Welcome to Real Success with Steve Dennis. You are now tuned in to another episode of Real Success. This is the podcast where we share inspiring stories based on relationships, encouragement, attitude, and the leading of self. We're so glad you can join us. And now, here's your host, Steve Dennis. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for episode number five with Real Success with Steve Dennis. I'm excited that you've joined me again. And um, today, hey, it's going to be one of those episodes, okay? We're, we're going to continue with our series. Um, and again, like I mentioned to you before, that we're taking the word real. And what you can expect to hear on these episodes would be lessons and content principles, if you will, that deal with relationships, encouragement, attitude, and leading of self and others. Now, yeah, I, I grant it. I mean, literally, I, I agree with you that there may be some episodes you may hear a combination of all three, all four, because <laughs> uh, I, I love to encourage people. Um, I learned from Truett Cathy, the founder uh, and uh, uh, of uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, the question was asked to Truett one day, um, how do you know, Mr. Kathy, who you, should who you should encourage? And his response was, if the person is breathing, if they can fog a window, then they need to be encouraged. So as always, one thing you can expect on this particular episode on, these, on, these, on this podcast is that I'm gonna find a way to encourage you because I know for me that, you know, adding value to people and helping people is part of my mission. And again, I want to thank you for being a part of this journey with me today. And uh, we're going to dig in. Okay. And today's subject matter, I'm, I'm actually just simply titling it. What is communication? What is communication? Okay. And uh, <laughs> if I had to give it a subtitle uh, in, in response to that title, that particular subject matter, what is communication? The subtopic would be a matter, a heart of the matter, okay? The heart of the matter. And so I'm excited because I get a chance to share with you some principles that I basically share every week with one of my mastermind groups. And um and again, so I'm excited that, that you're going to actually hear some of that same content. And without a doubt, prepare yourself, okay? Because I am locked, cocked, and I'm ready to rock. <laughs> and there's some things going to be shared today that will enhance and empower your life. So let's talk about it for a moment. What is communication? And one of the definitions of communication, uh, a very simple layman's uh, definition, is, is that the word co communication means to make common, to make common. And again, I won't go into a lot of details of the definition of communication because I believe that my, the content I have for you today will amplify what do we mean by making something common and really diving into what communication really is and what it means. So one of the best ways I can really amplify that definition is to share with you a contrast using a, a sporting event, two different sporting activities that we're pretty much familiar with, okay? So, yeah, you know, because unfortunately, many conversations that people have on a regular basis can be compared to 
a tennis match. Okay, well, with a tennis match, you have two people that stand on opposite ends of the court preparing to send the ball across the net in such a way that the other has little or no chance of a successful return. The goal is not to keep the ball going back and forth between them, but to deliver the ball so as to prevent a response. Okay, and that's and, and again, some in some cases, some people's definition of communication can be in that fashion of a tennis match. I'm, I'm in it to win it. If I can get the ball on uh, to, to deliver from my perspective and you don't respond appropriately, then I'll, I'll win the game. However, my friend, good relational conversations, effective communication can be better characterized as a game of catch. <laughs> okay. You've heard me before that my dad was 61 years old when I was born. So by the time I'm 10, he's 71. And unfortunately, I never got a chance to have my dad to play catch with me. I mean, he was an old man at 10, 11 years old. I mean, he worked, came home to eat, had arthritis and put on a baseball ball glove. Just wasn't his cup of tea. However, when I became a father and, and had a son, my third child was a son, um, I vowed that when my son got a certain age, I would get a chance to do with him that what my father didn't get a chance to do with me, and that is to have those father-son moments of playing catch. And so, again, <laughs> the game of catch, what you have there is that both people attempt to deliver the ball to the other in such a way that it can be received, get this, and then successfully returned. And I want to repeat that phrase. In catch, both people are attempting to deliver the ball to the other person in such a way that the ball can be received and then successfully returned. Playing it with my son, it wasn't a happy occasion if he missed the ball or if he didn't catch the ball. It wasn't a happy occasion for him if, if he was throwing the ball to me and I missed the ball, which I sometimes did. Okay, but no, in catch, you want to make sure the object of that game is to make sure that what you that the person is receiving and successfully returning the ball. The goal is not to win but to keep the ball going back and forth between them. And I submit to you, my friend, that when it comes down to communication, be that verbally and nonverbal communication, uh, interactions, it's important that we recognize that the object of the game of, of communication is not to see who's going to win the war with words, but how can we successfully make sure that the communication is being received and then successfully returned. I just love that. And I know you do. If I had a microphone in my hand right now, I'd drop the mic. <laughs> okay, so let's let's dive in a little deeper with this conversation on communication, okay? Because um, again, without a doubt, it is something I think that 
that all of us can always work on. In my own personal and professional life today, I am still working on my communication, my communication with my children, my communication with my grandchildren, my communication with my team, my communication with myself, and my communication with my audience, you, my friends. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on increasing and improving my communication. And I want to make sure that when I'm communicating with someone that I'm more in the game of catch and less in a tennis, in a tennis match. Okay. And so anyway, <laughs> I just love that, that illustration. So I'm going to share with you real quickly, just some things that I think will really help to enhance uh, your communication and my communication as well. And one thing that comes to my mind as we're talking and sharing on this subject matter is for you to know in advance that you know one of the reasons why I believe that communication can be the heart of the matter is because it is vitally important that you and I understand that there are three questions that people are always asking about you. Three questions that some of you may be listening to this, and, and, and if I can be honest with you, these three questions can be three questions that some family members could be asking of you. These could be three questions that uh, your clients could be asking of you. If you're in business for yourself, your clients could be asking these three questions about you. And, and, and if, you're not, if you're not aware of it, it could become easily a breakdown instead of a build up, a breakdown in your communication process. And I cannot wait to share these three questions with you because I believe that they're going to be life changing for you. They were life changing for me. Because these three questions, for years, I, had, I did not have an awareness of these three questions that, that, that my clients, that my, my congregation, that my, my prospects, that my clients were asking constantly in the space of asking these three questions about me. And my friend, I submit to you that no matter what your project is in life, what your goals are in life, what your dreams are in life, these three questions, people are asking them about you as well. These three questions are life-changing. They are. They can alter the direction of your life. They can change the way you make the decision on whether or not you're going to improve in your communication. In, in fact, fact of the matter, I, I, in fact, I believe this with all my heart that after you hear these three questions, they're going to literally help to enhance your listening capacity. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. I heard, I heard exactly what you said. You said, Steve, please, please. I have my ink pen ready. I have my pen ready. I have my, my iPad, my phone ready. I'm taking notes. Will you please give me the three questions? You keep talking about the three questions, but you have not given me the three questions. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm modeling for you a principle of communication. Just in case you ever find yourself speaking to an audience or a small group. This, what I just did with you is called building anticipation. I have your anticipation built up because you're waiting on me to share with you those three questions for the past two minutes. <laughs> You've been waiting on me to share with you those three questions that I believe that every person is asking about you. <laughs> so you're waiting. You're ready. You're like, okay, please, come on, come on, come on. What are the mysterious three questions that people are asking about me, Steve? Okay, my friend. 
Here they are. Number one, the three questions that people are asking about you, the three questions that people are asking about me, be that consciously or at a subconscious level. Number one, they're asking, do you care for me? Do you care for me? Recently, I was on a phone call with a teenager who is having a very difficult time. Currently, at the time of this recording, our nation is dealing with uh, a lot of protests that are taking place because of the um, the death or the horrendous, the horrible death of a gentleman by the name, by the name of George Floyd, who was choked by a police officer. And so, right now, our country is dealing with a lot of issues surrounding police brutality and. A lot of protesters that are taking place. Some of the protesting is peaceful, but unfortunately, some of the protesting is violent. And teenagers are having a very difficult time coping and dealing with some of the stresses. I mean, we're already some of them are already having a hard time, like even some adults are with COVID-19 and the stresses and the, the mental health issues that are surrounding COVID-19. And then all of a sudden we we find ourselves dealing with this particular adversity of um uh, again, protest and what happened that was uh, on video and that kind of thing. If, you, if you're, you're in America, you know exactly what I'm referring to. And so recently, uh, a teenager reached out to me and we spent some time on the phone talking. And um, some of the things I'm sharing with you today is pretty much the model that I use to not only communicate with this teenager, but to connect with this teenager. And I knew going in, when the mother called me and I got permission from the mother to talk with a teenager with, mo with mom being on the phone, being in the room with that conversation as well, just safety precautions because of my past background of being a juvenile probation officer. I, I, I fully understand the importance of uh, having an adult close by just for safety precautions. And so I knew going into that conversation with this teenager, because we had never talked in, you know, for an, uh, an extended period of time before. I knew that this teenager was asking the question before I talked to him, I wonder, does he really care for me? And so without really trying to dive into the issue at hand, the first thing I did was to establish instant credibility with this teenager by letting this person know how much I appreciated them and how much, how grateful I was. They gave me the opportunity to become a thinking partner and a listening ear in their life. I also amplify that credibility by even sharing from my own past experience how how much I admired her for having someone because in my life, at the time of my life as a teenager, I did not have a listening ear. And I want this teenager to know that I really deeply cared about them. And the second question that people are asking you and they're asking about me as well. Number one is, do you care for me? Number two is, can you help me? The second question people are asking about you and the second question people are asking about me is, can you help me? And this, in the, in the subconscious mind of this teenager, she was asking a question, okay, if you care for me, can you help me? Can you help me? And, 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 I, and I love sharing with you today, on, and, and those of you out in podcast land, that my approach of uh, demonstrating and showing that I could help her uh, was not based on me telling her a bunch of things. 
It wasn't based on me giving her a lecture. I know from my own uh, three adult kids that one of the worst things that teenagers don't care much about is constantly having lectures. My grown kids tell me all the time, they said, Dad, you did a great job raising us, but oh my goodness, how often did we tune you out, Dad, when you were giving us those long hour and a half and sometimes two hours of a lecture? So I knew from a past experience that Constantly just telling her something would not be and is not effective hardly in any com- in any level of communication and conversation with someone. My friend, because I believe this with all my heart, that it's not a, just about communicating with people. It's also about connecting with people. How can I connect with the heart? A leader, an influencer would touch a heart, would touch a heart before they ask for a hand. So I knew going in how important it was to demonstrate and to stay in this model of showing and displaying the question that this teenager was probably asking, can you help me? Connecting, as I talked earlier, is the ability, if you're writing notes, connecting is the ability, this is from John Maxwell's book, Everyone Communicate for You Connect. Connecting is the ability to identify with people and to relate to them in a way that increases your influence with them. Let me give that to you again. Okay. I was on a mastermind call last night and uh, I was sharing with the group, I shared something I thought was pretty profound and I had them all laughing because I, I said to them, I said, let me go back to the 1990s and rewind this cassette tape and play it again. <laughs> so anyway, let me share that with you again. Okay. Connecting is the ability to identify with people and to relate to them in a way that when you relate to them, it increases your influence with them. One of the things I did after I established the rapport aspect with this young teenager yesterday, um, again, the qu- three questions again, number one is, do you care for me? Number two, can you help me? One of the things I did to kind of set the um, the, 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 uh, the the priorities of that relationship, of that, of that conversation was I allowed her to ask me any questions about my teenage life that she wanted to ask. And when she was asking me those questions about my teenage life, how was I in middle school? What was going on in my life in middle school? When did I ever deal with bullying? Or did I I ever have to deal with uh, having toxic relationships and so forth and so on? And, and, And not only did I give a response to the questions that she was asking me, but I complimented her on letting her know how grateful I was. And even one point in time, I even shared, I said, you know what? Out of all my years, I'm 54 years old. No one, I mean, no one, I called her by name. No one has ever asked me that question before. So thank you for being the first person to ask me such a profound question. So again, my friend, they're asking, they're asking us of you, they're asking us of me. Do you care for me? Number two, Can you help me? And number three, here we go. You ready? Number three, can I trust you? Can I trust you that we can play catch 
that whatever I share with you, you're going to safely return it back to me. And we play catch. We're not playing tennis. We're not in it to win it. We're not trying to, to amplify the war with words. But we're playing catch. We're connecting. We're catching each other. And my friend, I submit to you. That's what they're asking of you. That's what they're asking of me. Do you care for me? Can you help me? And can I really trust you? You know, as I bring this to a close, I want to highly encourage you in a big, big way to recognize that conversations, when you enhance your communication skills, and here's what I know about communication. I think you would agree with me. It is an inside job. <laughs> Oftentimes people compliment, compliment me on my listening abilities and my listening skills, how I have the ability to listen. I, I can be very intentional on listening to what people are saying. One day I may talk with you about the three levels of listening because listening has different levels to it. And the deeper you go with the levels, the better you actually are intentional and the the more you are listening to a person, you, you're giving them your undivided attention. It's a deeper level of listening. But I share with people with a with, with a lot of laugh, laughter that uh, I have not always been this way. I mean, if you don't believe me, you know, ask my younger sister, who oftentimes would hear my mom say, boy, your problem is, Steve, you don't listen. <laughs> okay, so I had to learn. Oh, by the way, I've been married for 34 years and the first 10, 15 years of I'm being kind. My wife said the same thing. The problem with you is that you don't listen to me. So listening is an inside job. Communicating is an inside job. And it's something that you and I have to work on. I love this phrase. Work harder on yourself than you do on anyone else. And my friend, so far, so far, some things have been shared today that will help you and help me to know exactly what is communication and not just to know what it is, but to tap into the heart of the matter and to make sure that we don't just communicate and talk, 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 but we find a way to connect with the people that we're communicating with. And I know without a doubt if that be the case with you and if that if, if you can take some of these principles and, app, and apply them and incorporate them in your life, do know that for sure. That you're, you're going to see your communication style improve because people are asking the question. They really are. Whether you recognize it or not, they're always asking. You know, time out for a moment. People are not just asking that question, but you and I asking that question as well. Think about the last time you probably bought a car. I know recently, in the month of January of 2020, I bought a brand new car. And uh, I was asking that question of the salesperson. I wonder, do they care for me? <laughs> I wonder, can she really help me? And hmm, what is it about this lady that I can trust? So not only are others asking that question of us, but guess what, my friend? We're asking that question of others as well. So there you have it. I believe that some of the tips and tools and techniques 
have been shared today on communication will really help and aid you in taking your communication to another level. Here's what I know is that your level of awareness has been expanded today. I leave you with this. Let's put down, let's, let's, let's walk away from the tennis game and let's enter into a simple backyard game of catch <laughs> as we communicate. And we're going to find that when we're communicating in the catch model, what's being received can successfully be returned. And the communication process will enhance and promote everything else around you. Okay, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. This is episode five. We're just getting started, but we have a lot more to do. Thank you so much. Be well. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to visit the website at www.steveadennis.com. You can follow on Facebook and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast via Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at stevedennis1.podbean.com. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.